back for part two of one of the most memorable things that happen in anime, our super moves. Yes. So we got a trimmer list this time. We're going to be very precise. I sure hope so. We talked about some of it already. <laughs> our lists grew a little bit since last time, but not, I mean, not a lot. We're still just trying to go through round one. This will happen, you know, we'll come back to this kind of format once in a while as new moves come up. You know, once we start One Piece, once we start all of these different Once we things. start the sea of anime where when we watch YouTubers go through what we should be looking out for, we realize we only have a drop in the bucket of... Yeah, sh <laughs> shout out Gigguk. <laughs> um, so, yeah, list format, gotta say, and I'm not throwing anyone under the bus who might be sitting in here with me, but my list is the longer list again, only by one. Yeah, I these three are actually ones I wasn't able to get to last time. And not going to lie, I might have an order, but they're all equally on like... I got hard eyes when I look at every single one. And they're, I know I know one boys. of yours. And I'm, I'm so ready for it. <laughs> but mine having more. It's not me being rude, everyone. It's just I have more, so I might as well go first. Just yeah, I'm to. fine with that. All right. This one's a little bit of a, a basic Betty here. Not really. A f it's flashy, but it's not like incredible. It's not raining fire down from the sky or anything. But we've got the Detroit Smash from My Hero Academia fame. Who doesn't love All Might? Or little Midoriya, you know, with his little, I break every time I move. Which is kinda. the most annoying bit of that anime. Learn your dang moves. No and kidding. come on, All Might, you gave this kid your ultimate power. You got to take him under your wing a little bit more, just a little bit. I, I think he handled it fine. He's I know we do, we do he differ on that. But, you know, high risk, high reward. In a lot of circumstances, because we're greeted with this problem of he might break his arm off as he's punching, you know, you know that he's serious when he uses it. A little bit of a plot device. Anyways, quick side note, My Hero Academia, great anime to get started with. It's basically just, have we described it before? Probably briefly. Long story short, the world, suddenly a golden baby is born, and then after that, a bunch of everyone, well, not everyone, but people start being born with superpowers. And in this case, now it's you're the odd one out if you don't have a power. And that's where Midoriya comes in. He doesn't have a power, but does he get one? And is it is All Might voiced by Chris Sabat of Vegeta fame if you watch the English dub? But we didn't, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the Detroit Smash is basically with their power, you know, All Might and uh, in this case Midoriya, they can put a certain percentage of their uh, strength into a part of their body. The Detroit Smash, it's seen at a 5%er. It's seen varying percentages, and occasionally you get to see this at 100%. And they're hitting something on screen, and the back of your neck is getting hit with goosebumps. Again, I will never, even though I'm not like in love with the show. This show gives me the most goosebumps I've ever had in a show. They do have their moments. Like, they got that formula down. Yeah, and I think, you know, I know we won't clip this part out when I'm saying it, but we're going to add, um, we have to add him talking, like saying the move, because even him just, like, screaming it is... Oh, it's powerful. Yeah. Are we going to do the All Might, or are we going to do Midoriya? I like Midoriya. I well, mm, I don't know. Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> 
simple move, but it's so powerful that what's cool is, yes, it's a punch, but it is so powerful that when punching at 100%, it's capable of creating wind pressure so heavy that you can change the weather, which I believe was seen in an episode when All Might used it. Mm -hmm. Incredible, lovely, and we like it. What yeah. you got on your list? Great Do tell. Show. So who I'm going to talk about is my boy, Domon Kashu. Yes. Now, not, yes. not only is he cool, he's a little bit mean. Girls always like a bad boy. And also, he's of age, people. He's 20 years old. You don't have to question how old he is. Which in <laughs> anime is a win. And I would dare say the ladies don't just like him. Everyone loves Domon Kashu. Everyone. So Domon is from an anime called G Gundam. And I can't speak too much on Gundam shows because honestly, this is the only one I've watched and a little bit of Unicorn. But mm -hmm. um, so in G Gundam, the series is set in the future where the space colonies of what were once on the Earth battle every four years in a Gundam battle to see who is going to be the diplomatic kind of decision maker for mm -hmm. that those next four years. So Domon, he actually trained under a master. His name's Master Asia, and he becomes the King of Hearts. So he is a really, he's deemed the best fighter is <laughs> when he got that title. And uh, we all agree. <laughs> um, still has to do a little bit of training up during the show, but... What hero is ever perfect right when they start? Exactly. So he, the whole premise of the show is while he is fighting for Neo Japan during the Gundam fight, he's also trying to find his brother who stole the the main antagonist of the show, his brother. And in cue the, a Kyoji scream. <laughs> and uh, he's trying to find and defeat his brother who stole the devil Gundam that him and his dad were developing. Yeah. So, Domon, while he is brash and impulsive and extremely impatient, <laughs> he is balanced out by his, I guess, mechanic, you would call her, Rain. Yeah. And Gosh, uh, she's great, too. She, he does not deserve her. Very well, patient. Well, he deserves Allenby. Another point of... No, uh, yeah, I'm, no. She could leave after that fight and I would... No, I really don't like her. Listen, boys, trust me. All aboard the Allenby train. Rain is cool, too, but come on. So, getting to the point of yes. why I like Domon, he has a move called Erupting Burning Finger with Heat Energy. And so every time I listen to him say this move, it could be in Japanese or English. Doesn't matter. I get Hype. the goosebumps. I yep. could I could listen to it five times in a row. I got the goosebumps right now thinking about it. <laughs> and just his passion when he's saying it in both actors' voices is just so cool. And it's the, the most ultimate finishing move ever. This is one that I will say the English dub is right up there with the the sub yeah it's the intensity of the english actor he crushed it yeah so the move basically is he has the ability to focus his energy into his hand and it's a 
It's obviously his classic finisher. He uses it for every fight, and it allows him, with all of that focused energy, to rip through solid matter of other Gundams while he's doing the fighting with ease, and it's just a flaming energy wave. And then Heat End is just the second stage, and it just discharges all that energy. So it's a huge internal explosion. I don't think Heat End shows up until he's in his second Gundam. In God Gundam, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Which, uh, listen, the Gundam series, it's very, it's very hit or miss because like Unicorn, it's so like heavy and like the, this is what's going on with this federation and blah, blah, blah. And then you got G Gundam that's like, let's fight all the time. It's just a big tournament arc, which is. Yeah, but the political aspect of Gene Gundam is kind of in the background where a lot of the other ones, it's kind of in the forefront. Yeah. Um, this one is mainly. Domon has two responsibilities. He's well, he's fighting to win Neo Japan's place in kind of uh, running the government. Mm-hmm. Um, because if he wins, he gets to release his father from the cryogenic state he's in because they the government's captured him for making this devil Gundam. Don't you hate when your older brother steals the devil Gundam and then they freeze your father into a tomb and you have to go down to Earth and fight to <laughs> save him? I If I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> so the show is really great. You get Domon, he gets his glow up, he brash and impulsive and he really shines through to the end i get my payoff as a woman of him falling into the arms of his lover saving her and so guys don't even watch the show do you hear how excited she is (laughs) good i can't even stop her (laughs) i i remember she smiled a little bit when she said i do but i think (laughs) i think this might be a bigger smile oh just wait till (laughs) who else is on my list oh great (laughs) Absolutely great. So, yeah, that's Domon. And if you haven't watched G Gundam, should be on your list. It's a classic. It's a pretty old quick school. watch, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, it's got a, quite a few episodes. It does. But, but it's but easy to crank. They go quick, big robot fights, good characters, good fun, good goosebumps. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, the next one's another simpler move. It's not too flashy, but it can be flashy. Listen, as, as obsessed. With Domon, as Danielle just came across. You guys have heard me say his name. I'll scream it from the rooftops, and so will Kuobara. Use K. You bitchy. He has, and I mean this this move right when he starts to get the this the spirit powers as he's training to become the detective and all that good stuff. Which, by the way, this is Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, and he's a spirit detective who he dies and then. He's fighting demons, and we've been through it. You guys know about it at this point, hopefully. If you haven't heard us talking about it yet, you haven't listened to our other episodes, which means you need to go back. Well, and on top of that, if you heard us talk about the show already, and I still have to explain this to you, as in you didn't go watch it, I'm angry. (laughs) Get to it. This is the one, like, this is my one. This and Hunter Hunter, again, same creator, whatever. That's it. I will stand by these ones forever. But the move in question, the spirit gun, and occasionally the spirit shotgun. It is a very on the nose. He literally points his finger, little orbital form. He focuses his spirit energy and boom, pops a blast. Now, what is cool about this is as he gets more powerful, so does this technique. So this, this move is multifaceted. 
as we said, it can turn into a shotgun. But wait, how many times can he use it in a day? Well, initially, not very many. I think he, I think he may have been able to only once. use it once. Then he eventually gets to the point where he can actually check by looking at his other fingers how many shots he has left. And then the battle is dependent then on how many shots does Yusuke have. So it's a little bit of a plot device also. Nevertheless, great move because it comes in clutch, saves the day, and as he yells, spirit gun, come on. You... Yeah, Justin Cook is. Justin Cook's my guy. Yeah. All day, every day. So simple, don't really got to talk about it too much. That's the move. It speaks for itself. So, someone else near and dear to my heart. Oh no, who is it? Kirito. Oh, Kirito. <laughs> From SAO, Sword Art Online. Wilson, I've talked about it before. It's an isekai. Poor dude and, and my girl Asuna gets trapped in an yeah. MMO. And they got to fight or fly or they die. Fight or flight? Fight or flight. Or you're <laughs> going to be dead. I don't have a rhyme for it. <laughs> Dang it. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're trapped in SAO with 10,000 other players. And they got to fight their way to the boss master, basically, is the end point of the game where everyone gets freed. Uh, spoiler, they can't have four seasons if they don't win, so they do end up winning, but you gotta watch to figure out how. So, one of Kirito's signature moves that he keeps secret and only uses it, I think, twice or three times the whole Ironclad season arc. Ironclad. Ironclad. I can never say it right. Ironclad sounds pretty cool, though. I think that might have been a missed opportunity on their end. Yeah, because they're all, like, medieval with swords and stuff. Uh, Yeah. Hi, creator of SAO. I know you're (laughs) tuning in. Maybe let's revise the future copies. (laughs) You're welcome. So, Kirito, he actually gets awarded the skill dual wielding. Dual wielding swords. This skill is only awarded to the player with the fastest reaction time. It's only awarded once. Mm-hmm. And the player who gets that skill is technically, like, in the game's back end, is supposed to be the one who goes against the final boss on the 100th floor. Yeah. And Kirito discovers the dual blades a year before the battle with the Anubis-like boss. He's boss. like a dog, yeah. And uh, he ends up in a situation he doesn't want to use dual blades in front of other people. He's trying to keep the move sacred. A secret gamer. And and he is a beta tester, so he's got some moves up his sleeve. Yeah. But um, yeah, He's a beta, all right. <laughs> no, he's a pretty alpha Don't in talk show. about, don't hey, talk okay, about right, Kitty totally right, right. You got it. Um, so he unlocks the skill, he uses it, and ends up saving the day. And just even more so makes himself renowned as, you know, he was known as the knight or the fighter in black, yeah. something like that. Now he's got two plays. He's unstoppable. He and is. He's, he's very powerful. Yeah. And the it was so cute when he was getting the sword made by his swordsmith friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember she made a sword for him and he's like, OK, let me try it before I buy it. And just slashes two swords together and the one sword crumpled and it was, it was so unfortunate the girl was heartbroken yeah well maybe but she'll make a, a better sword next he, time and she did because he's got to have the best we can if. we leave anything for these people well i'm just giving them teasers i'm mm. throwing little bits of you know trail out there for them to come and follow <laughs> so they actually find the mecca of all that Ooh, is holy with anime a piece of candy <laughs> 
Very good. Very good. My next one, the only reason this anime even comes up, it's an absolute classic from childhood, thanks to my buddy Andrew, who, if you're listening, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. I, I, I forgot about this show until it is now back in my life, and that is Ronin Warriors. Yeah, it's we showed you a clip from it. We'll have to watch it someday. I'm not sure if it holds the test of time, but Ronin Warriors, awesome show back in the day with these, you know, the characters with these awesome armor sets. And anyways, not going to get too into that, but we do have uh, a character who's not a good guy. He's a little bit of a bad guy, but he is, uh, speak of the devil, Anubis. Oh, so nice. That's the name of the character, the ogre demon general, Shuten Doji kind of cool guy <laughs> but uh he is the leader of the dark warlords at uh at a point in the show and he is bearing the armor of cruelty or the armor of the ogre so that's why you know ogre demon blah 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 but yeah so his armor draws on evil power the evil power from dark thoughts and excess energy that it absorbs as fighting it's pretty cool he looks cool he looks uh he's very evil looking may i say but he's got a move which I would probably butcher if I tried to actually say it, which that's not stopped me before. I don't know why suddenly it's going to stop me today, but it translates as red lightning or more importantly in the dub and from what we remember from our childhood, quake with fear. Oh my gosh. That's intimidating. And just YouTube searching this one. You can totally tell it's classic anime, but he he jumps into the air and he says, Quake with fear. And then he's got this scythe weapon, but on the it's chained to it are these clawed weight, like this clawed weight or whatever. And he kind of throws the clawed weight straight downward and it hits the ground. And then all these red fractals kind of come off of it. And then those turn into other claws. And so they're just going every which way. It's a very cool little move. And I it made the list just because of one nostalgia and then two, the delivery. Yeah, that is pretty sick. So that's Speaking that. Speaking of delivery. Oh, nice. What? <laughs> uh, well, my last on my, this list, mm-hmm. and may I dare say my most favorite, close to my heart. I'm, I may have talked endearly about the other two, but this one, top tier. Now Sweetie I'm... pie, cutie, everything. I mean, he, he checks all the boxes. Wow. And you know what? I don't even know. I don't know. I'm excited. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't Oh, think. when I say it, you'll know because oh, I didn't fair. talk about him before. <gasps> Yoko Kurama. Mm, okay. From Yu Yu Hakusho. Yoko, uh, some info for you, means demon fox. Look at that. So... He was a demon fox, and after being wounded in his demon form, he put his spirit into a newborn baby boy in the human world called Sinichi. And he slowly through aging took over the psyche of of this child. And now he has two people living in there. And a theme throughout the series is his acceptance as a human being and balancing those two personalities. Kurama's most powerful char- characteristics in the series is his vast intellective approach and unparalleled position, pres- <laughs> precision. Precision. Yeah. <laughs> when he comes to his fighting style, a lot of times when he's fighting, um, you know, you feel like he's up against the wall and he's not going to win, and then he ends up coming on top. Sometimes at his own detriment, Here's being more wounded, or that might be how you view the show. I know he's got it. 
so I don't really worry too much when watching the show. Or it could also be that I've watched the show several times and I understand that he's going to live, but <laughs> that might have something to do with it. But he's got two moves that I really like, and that's what I meant by planting the seed. Oh, so, But one of them, mm-hmm. so his main move is Rose Whip. Rose Whip! Love it. And so he uses the demon energy that he has to grow a rose from its seed state into a long vine. And he's able to cut through things, steal people, flesh. It don't matter. It cuts through everything. What an herbologist. And (laughs) frankly, so impressive that he's got such a green thumb. Yeah. He's he's got a lot of plant, which maybe that's why I like him, because he's got red hair and he also has a rose. It's like a tuxedo man. Uh, Tuxedo mask. I'm sorry. Yeah. So with this rose whip, Mm -hmm. he also is able to conceal seeds of his different plants on his enemies, which we see a lot of times, which goes into my second part is the sinning tree. Oh, that's a sick. Yeah. yeah. Go, go, go. You got it. it. So the sinning tree he uses on one of um, Yusuke's most formidable foes. And it's actually a carnivorous plant, and it feeds through siphoning the life force of its prey. Yeah. And so um, the tree responds to memories of the victims, and it floods their consciousness with hallucinations of all the wickedness that they've done and forces them to replay their fears. And it feeds off from that cycling of energy because they're seeing Mm -hmm. all this crazy stuff that they've done, and it's just— zapping more and more of their energy and it's just sick and yeah that's one of those moves that it's pretty cool and you can tell man that's a brutal move in the show but then you actually like that might be the darkest move in the entire show because the plant doesn't stop until the host is dead yeah and karama i mean I don't think we see him really kill anyone because he because he has been living this human life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we enter the show with him wanting to steal gadgets from Spirit World, which is how Yusuke meets him. But it's only to the effect he steals those things to save his human mother. Exactly. Oh, what so, a little mama's boy. Yeah. And it's this is the one time we really see him besides when he goes in his um, true demon form where he's really ruthless. I mean... That's probably the only time you really see him get down and dirty with doing the business. Yeah. Killing people. And slightly off topic, but this is one of those points where it's like, man, I'm always contending between Hunter Hunter and Yu Yu Hakusho. I will say each show has their little protagonist group of four. What I do, and I have to give a little bit more credit towards Yu Yu Hakusho, is you learn each of their personalities in this group. They all have their own nice little stories. And unfortunately... Hunter Hunter does the same, but we, we kind of fall off with Leorio because he kind of just disappears for a while. Whereas in this, they'll disappear, but you know they're always kind of... Yeah, they come in and out of helping Yusuke. But for a lot of it, I mean, the... Tr- the I don't want to say trio because there's four. If you count Photon, there's five. And then if you count uh, Genkai, then there's six. But Well, I know, but our main four of the squad. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, at least Kurama, he's always dependable i mean uh he a he likes to be like peace guys i don't care about the human world i'm just in it for my selfish needs can you blame him though (laughs) uh yeah so are you gonna wrap us up absolutely and this is gonna be a tough one here uh because i'm sure i've got 
some of this could be hazy and I might not be the best explainer. I know. But, and this is a beautiful little segue too. Did I mention Hunter Hunter? Well, oh. let's go to Hunter Hunter, shall we? Well, maybe I'll fill your gaps on what you're hazy on. Okay, that's, you know what? Maybe. I, I, we'll see. We'll see. But we have Isaac Netero. Oh, okay. So yeah. we've got our old man. The dude's a beast. Doesn't matter how old he is. This guy crushes. So now he is the... Um, the he He's the chairman of the hunter board. Exactly. So you see him. He's respected from the get-go. And he's... uh. Just yeah, you, you you don't you when you meet him, he's at the top. You know that this guy means business, but you don't know why. Because he's a little goofy. Right. And when he's put in place to take on one of the biggest foes of the show that we may have mentioned in the crying episode of this. Hint hint, go listen to that. <laughs> but he has a move during one of the most intense segments of the show that okay, let's 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 butcher it here. The one hundred type Guanyin Bodhisattva. Not bad. No, not bad at all. Not bad at all. You'd almost think that I kind of knew it. (laughs) Now, this move is, it's got many layers to it because of just how it's used. So I guess what I could start with is, it's a move he developed, and you kind of, this is the one time you get backstory on him, which is actually a really fun segment of it. And you, he's out in nature and you see him doing this training where he's standing in one spot and he's just punching into the air, right? And... On the first day of training, it took him 18 hours to complete 10,000 punches. That was his training. Like, let's hit up 10,000 right in the uh, in the sky there. Now, after two years, he realized he had completed his 10,000 punches and the sun hadn't even set yet. So he was clearly, the training's working. Guys, do anything for two years once a day. I'm sure you're going to get better <laughs> at it, including punching in the uh, into the, the old air, which I don't... I don't even know if he ate. He had to have. I mean, during the segments, he didn't move. Yeah, that dude had a it was snowing. He had a ring of just no snow around him, I think. But yeah, I think so. Anyways, he just keeps repeating it. And eventually the uh, 10,000 punches come out in under an hour. So someone's quick. (laughs) I'll let you guys guess who that is. He then started filling that extra time in the day with prayer and enlightenment. That's all the backstory and how he kind of hit this this segment of his training where he is, boom, he's enlightened and he is now punching faster than sound. The guy's crazy. The, going back to the 100 type, the ability he has to put his hands together in a praying motion and then drop his hand to where the attack will be coming from. And so as he's doing this, a big, huge golden idol comes out behind him. And then, yes, depending on where his hand ends up, that's where this thing with so many arms ends up attacking from. Now, you have to think, well, okay, he has to do the praying motion and then put it down. He's going to get it knocked out in that time. No, he is so quick. It's happening in a fragment of a second, clearly, going back to the training. But he can do it, and I read this somewhere. I didn't time it, whatever, but he can technically do this motion in 0.1 seconds. Mm. Not bad. From there, as we said, it's the 100 type. So he, you only get to see, I think, four in the show. He has the first hand, which by doing the motions, it's a chop motion. And my gosh, does that thing hit hard. (laughs) It is such, you can feel the weight in that animation. Now, the third hand, which is the next one he uses, it claps the opponent. So it ends up kind of just crushing them right in the middle, a little patty cake session right on their face. (laughs) And uh, also quite effective. Now, 
things progress as he's then just using different hands doing this fight, and it's a very cool sequence, but he ends up using the 99th hand. And this one, it's not no, it's not necessarily the prey and then put your hand somewhere. It's the prey. And then I believe he he puts his hands in a way to where his both of his hands basically make the shape of the number 99, which then creates a barrage of palm strikes from this big statue. What's cool about this one, though, is he doesn't then have to repeat that motion. If he just holds that 99 in the air, this thing's on autopilot. <laughs> this thing is on crush that bug. Oops, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> And when a certain thing happens in the show and things look a little bleak, we get to see Netero's zero hand, which is the top dog of this technique. Now, basically what he does is he, he still does his praying, but he's doing his praying with his entire heart like he is in it. Maximum focus. The statue then doesn't appear behind him. It appears behind his enemy, which is definitely something uh, you're like, you're like, wait, why is it doing that? Well, once it appears behind him, it opens its mouth and just shoots this concentrated Nen beam, which is basically Netero's pure Nen, like it's coming straight from him. Now, it uses all of his aura, which makes him then age because he is so good with Nen that he's actually, you realize, wait, he sold but looks good is because his Nen control allows him to kind of keep his age in check. But after this move, unfortunately, out of desperation, he then looks little wrinkly by the end of this move and i'm not going to spoil what happens after because it is one of the most intense parts of that show and you know what one of the things i love so much about hunter hunter is you know even though they all all the characters enemies or our heroes they have these non-abilities everyone knows none mm-hmm. well no, i can't say everyone but people in the hunter association the ones you're following the enemies you come up against they all have none They know how to use it. But what I love is even with that common strength factor, they Mm -hmm. all have different ways they apply it. Which is sick. And yeah, everyone's unique. You have Gon's cute little rock, Rock, paper, paper, scissors, scissors or rock or, you know, he's got cute moves. And then you got Killua's electricity. Kurapika's chains. chains we talked about. Leorio's impeccable timing and yelling at, <laughs> at Gon's dad. <laughs> uh, which actually does make him a true hero in that show by screaming at him. Yeah. But just, yeah, even why am I blanking on his name? The creepy clown guy. Why am I? Oh, Hisoka. Come oh, my. On God. Yeah. Even his like bubblegum stuff. It's so good yeah very unique there's a cool. reason why the show is good and you just as you hawk show is good obviously as we've said made by the same person you can i think you would understand why after watching it they're well, so beloved to a, nearly everyone who watches it loves the show and in a lot of shows you know their special ability ends up kind of mimicking their personality but it truly is an absolute mimic with gone with his junk in his rock paper scissors he's just this innocent little kid so of course that's his move you've got kilowa who's this assassin who has undergone some torture so of course electricity might be it and then kurapika has these binding things in his life mm. chains come on mm-hmm. it's perfect and wanting to bind you know his enemies to and hisoka yeah. is just creepy like his gum gum ability <laughs> or whatever the heck it is uh, but yeah, so last move, a little bit long-winded, may have gotten a couple things wrong. Sue me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't, though. Don't do that. 
truly, yes, it is one of the coolest moves that I've ever seen in a show. So if you guys ever watch Hunter x Hunter and agree, please feel free to talk to me about it. Uh, and I, I, that's it for my list currently. This is ever going to evolve and expand. We're watching more and more shows. Fire Force still going good. We mentioned that the last episode. Um, yeah. Anything? I mean, do you have anything else to say? No, I'm I'm good. All right. Well, you know, in the classic IMA fashion here, guys, I am finished. Clearly. So, Danielle, do me the biggest solid you can possibly do. Say bon voyage. Bye, guys.